0: Hi, I'm Deirdre Veldin and this is Confronting Coronavirus, a daily podcast on the COVID-19 outbreak. We know through the current testing regime that almost 25,000 people have been infected with coronavirus in Ireland, but we don't know who has had it and experienced mild or no symptoms. Today, we're hearing Ireland will follow the lead of other European countries by starting antibody testing. Harry McGee is Irish Times political correspondent. Harry, we're going to start antibody testing next month, aren't we?
1: Yes. Now, this is the second piece of the jigsaw in terms of testing for uh, coronavirus and COVID-19. And essentially what it entails is uh, testing for antibodies. And these are molecules that emerge after the disease has passed, uh, but they give scientists, they give them an indication uh, that the person has had uh, coronavirus uh, or COVID-19 uh, in in the past. And why that's important is it, it allows uh, the state to know what the prevalence of uh, coronavirus, of this coronavirus, has been in the population. As we know, uh, lots of people have been infected with the virus, but some have shown very mild symptoms are no symptoms at all. And as we also know, not everybody has been tested. So we have a uh, number of confirmed cases, but what we don't know at this moment is time is uh, how widespread the infection has been amongst the general population. So the idea with the antibody test is that they can do, it's almost like an archeological trawl in which they can find evidence of people having it in the past. And if they uh, carry out surveys and research in that area, they get a good indication as to uh, the prevalence of uh, COVID-19 in the general population.
0: So as you say, Harry, uh, testing up to now has been focused on who has the virus now, but this will tell us who has had it in the population generally. How will that help us?
1: Let's go. We'll reel back a little bit because let's look at the political significance of antibody testing uh, from March, when the uh, virus first uh, became pandemic. Uh, Several governments throughout the world latched on to the notion of antibody testing and presented it as a panacea, as something that could help them beat the virus. And this was when the notion of herd immunity was at its uh, strongest. So we saw some very impetuous decisions uh, by governments across the world. For example, in the UK, they invested £92 million which is about €110 million in buying 17.5 kits uh, for antibodies. And in the States what they did was they expedited approval uh, for these kits and they licensed dozens of uh, pharma companies in the states to produce these kits. The difficulty was that the kits that they produced weren't accurate and uh, uh, it ended up being just a kind of a complete waste of money and of time. So since then the thinking has evolved a little bit. Uh, They're not being presented as a panacea anymore. But what the tests can do is they can give a very good indication of how many people in the general population have had the virus, and that allows them uh, to to get knowledge about um, its prevalence. And once they know that knowledge, uh, they know that uh, they can either uh, dial up uh, the uh, the the type of controls that we've seen over the past two months are dialed them down. If, for example, when we do the test in Ireland, they find that the prevalence uh, shows it to be still quite low, uh, 5% or below in the general population, it will mean that they won't be able to relax the controls as quickly as they wish. However, if they do the tests and they find out that the prevalence is higher than that, maybe 15 or 20%, that might allow a slight acceleration of the relaxation of the controls that we have had in Irish society for the past two months. So it is tied in a little bit to this idea of herd immunity that if people have antibodies, they have some protection uh, from the uh, the virus. Uh, they don't know the extent of the protection. They don't know how long the protection lasts as yet, but they do know that it does afford some protection to some and that will allow them uh, to, to relax uh, the restrictions and control uh, a little bit. And that's why antibody testing is so important. And also, it kind of from a scientific point of view, uh, it will also show uh, how infectious this particular coronavirus is in comparison with other coronaviruses.
0: I guess in terms of the, the antibody test kits that the UK, the UK uh, kind of famously purchased, they, they were home kits, right? And as you say, they turned out to have a great degree of inaccuracy. I think people might imagine that antibody testing will now be widespread as a result of this study being mounted. But, but can you tell us who's involved in the study and, and what it will look like and how it will be done?
1: Yes, um, the, the UK tests... Uh, the test kits that they had in the UK uh, were home uh, kit tests, and they essentially involved a taking a a finger prick, just uh, pricking the finger and taking a, drawing a small bit of blood. But they turned out to be unreliable because they showed too many false positives. These are people who were known not to have coronavirus uh, 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 because they were tested before the infection even started, showing up as positive and even if the percentage of of false positives is low, because the prevalence of it is quite low, even one or two percentage uh, of a differential can skew the statistics to a huge extent. So the tests need to be as accurate as possible. So the best tests are ones that they call assay tests and essentially uh, they uh, involve uh, drawing a a full blood sample and putting it through a a a laboratory uh, um, process and analysis. And it can be turned around quite quickly, but it is more expensive and it is more labour intensive uh, as well. But it does produce a more accurate uh, result. And that's the type of um, test that the Irish authorities and indeed now the English authorities are are now endeavouring to do. So what they do essentially is that they have... um, two control groups of people that they know have had coronavirus and then they uh, they use blood from people who they know didn't have coronavirus. And that blood is usually drawn uh, from people before uh, the uh, infection uh, took place. So it might be blood that was drawn as far back as late October. But that helps them know how accurate that particular test is. And there are some, including one from the Roche pharmaceutical company, which has been shown in tests so far to be highly accurate. So that's one type uh, that the Irish authorities could use. So they're not going to test everybody in the population. What they do is they will carry out a sample. It's a little bit like a political survey or opinion poll. I was talking to Dr Killian de Gaskin, who is director of the National Viral Reference Laboratory, and he said they hope to get 5,000 volunteers from two geographical areas in Ireland and to test them in the summer and then periodically again in the autumn and perhaps in the winter. Uh, So that they get a good indication as to the prevalence of the uh, disease. Now the uh, survey is not as widespread here as it is in other countries, for example Israel uh, which is a little bit bigger to, than us in terms of population, uh, plans to carry out uh, tests uh, with 100,000 people, which will be very extensive indeed. But um, uh, according to, to Dr. de Goscoun, uh, 5,000 will be sufficient in the early stages of the test. Now, if the results come back and show that the prevalence is very low, um, which will cause some concern because that means that that restrictions might not be lifted. Uh, They might have to test more extensively after that. But essentially what they're going to do is they're going to go to one area uh, where there has been a high prevalence and test there and then go to another area uh, where it's known uh, there has been a relatively low prevalence and test there as well to see how many others in the general population have been infected by uh, the virus. And that will give them uh, sufficient information uh, to extrapolate and to uh, make a relatively good estimate as to the prevalence of the coronavirus in the Irish population,
0: Harry, this study has a particular interest in those who have experienced the virus with mild or no symptoms. And uh, what what will it tell us about them?
1: Well, yeah, this is that most of them really haven't been tested because the priority for for uh, testing so far. Uh, number one is people who have the people who who might have the virus at this moment of time. So it's a completely different test that's uh, that's carried out. Uh, secondly, those who have been subjected to the test are people who are who 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 have symptoms. Uh, who have serious symptoms, who might have been hospitalised. Uh, there are also cohorts like health workers, uh, those who would be considered to be uh, vulnerable, those with underlying conditions and those who are elderly, and those then those who have been uh, um, involved in clusters, i.e. those who live in uh, residential settings, in nursing homes, uh, in congregated settings, and more laterally we've seen Uh, There has been extensive testing in meat processing uh, factories uh, which have experienced quite a lot of clusters, particularly in the last number of weeks. But the testing has generally uh, been confined uh, to those groups and hasn't taken place uh, amongst the wider population. So those who have suffered only mild symptoms and weren't hospitalised but were told to self-isolate, many of those have actually not been tested uh, for COVID-19. Nor, of course, have people who displayed no symptoms. And we know uh, that for a a certain percentage of the population who are infected uh, with the virus, they are completely asymptomatic. They don't realise that they may have had uh, the virus. So what the antibody testing will be able to do, will be able to determine the extent uh, to which uh, those cohorts have been infected. And then there'll also be other information, whether their uh, viral load uh, uh, was high, uh, whether they produced the same number of antibodies as those who were hospitalised or who were seriously infected. Uh, And then as time goes on, they will be able to tell how long uh, the antibodies last. For example, if you get the common cold uh, you produce antibodies, but the antibodies don't last forever after a finite period of time. Uh, the antibodies tend uh, to uh, disappear and uh, you no, you are no longer afforded protection from from the common cold. So one of the things that they do want to find out both here in Ireland and internationally uh, is uh, the, the longevity of the antibody, how long they last in the system. And then there's other ancillary information, of course, that they want to find out. Um, uh, Do the antibodies give protection uh, from a second wave of the virus? Or if there's a new strain of the virus, uh, can the antibodies protect them uh, from that? And there's some evidence to show that perhaps it can, but the World Health Organization has advised caution in terms of people assuming that if a person has antibodies uh, they automatically have protection uh, from further outbreaks of the virus
0: did the infection rate need to pass a particular level or or peak before this kind of a study could be mounted
1: I, I think so um at the start um you know we've gone through the different phases and for the last two months it's been trying it's been trying to contain the spread of the virus uh, the the trying to make sure that the uh, the curve was flattened, so it was more immediate. It was more uh, a, a blue light operation, ensuring that uh, the country's ICUs weren't overrun, uh, that the disease didn't spread rampantly in the population. So what was happening was that they're isolating those who showed serious symptoms or those who were vulnerable uh, to to uh, curb the spread of the disease. So it it this containment phase is now coming to an end. We've seen a quite dramatic reduction in the number of new cases being presented and also we've seen a very uh, steep uh, reduction also in the number of deaths uh, from uh, the COVID-19 virus. So at this stage uh, thoughts can turn uh, to uh, dealing uh, with the virus in the long term because as um, uh, Paul uh, Reid said, as Colin Henry has said, as uh, Tony Holohan has said, as everybody uh, has said, you know the virus is not going to burn itself out this summer. Uh, it's it's likely that the virus is going to be with us for several years. So it's very important for them to know uh, what level of prevalence there is in society, uh, so that if it does return, uh, what is the level of controls that will need to be put in place? And it's kind of almost um. Uh, Counterintuitive, Deirdre, in that uh, the lower the prevalence at this moment in time, uh, the the more controls will have to be put in place. But if more people were infected uh, with the disease than has been thought, it will allow them perhaps to uh, reduce uh, the level of restrictions a a, a notch uh, or two. And it's going back to this uh, notion of of herd immunity. Uh, People have been very reluctant to use the phrase because people, uh, as the WHO point out, you know, we don't Know what level of um, resistance or uh, level of protection that antibodies afford uh, once they're present in, in, in a body, but what we do know is that they do offer some uh, level of protection. So, the more people who have had uh, the uh, virus uh, historically, perhaps the better it is in terms of looking at it from a societal point of view.
0: So you're saying, Harry, this study will inform decisions on how we lift restrictions and it is going to be a balancing act of determining prevalence and easing restrictions. How does that work or you know, what kind of levels are we talking about here? Well, I think that if
1: the levels, uh, as Killian de Goskin was saying to me, he said if the levels uh, show uh, a 5% prevalence or below, uh, that will cause a little bit of concern because it means that if there is a Uh, second bout of the virus uh, they will really have to impose relatively strict controls but if the surveys show that the prevalence of uh, the coronavirus has been higher uh, in Irish society than that maybe 15 to 20 percent it does show that there is a certain uh, uh, immunity buffer or protection out there and they won't really have to impose uh, such uh, draconian uh, um, controls as we have witnessed over the past uh, two months and as you say Deirdre it's a balancing act it's a balancing act between uh, erring on the side of caution but also if you have the data and if you have knowledge you can do an awful lot with it and they, they will be able to use the data uh, perhaps to, to to ease controls uh, in certain geographic areas, or uh, uh, in certain activities, or among certain groups uh, in society, and of course they will be informed uh, by the data that that that's coming uh, from similar studies elsewhere. Um, as I was saying, Israel is about to embark on a very ambitious uh, pro program involving a hundred thousand uh, people being tested uh, for antibodies in Italy, which admittedly, is a much larger country than we are. Uh, They hope to do 150,000 tests uh, over uh, the next uh, weeks uh, and months in an effort uh, to determine the prevalence of it in society. Actually, incidentally, Italy, for a long time, uh, was floating the idea of a so-called immunity passport, that if people were shown uh, to carry antibodies, that would they would have a a card or some kind of a pass that would render them safe to go back to work, uh, but that idea was abandoned uh, when it became apparent uh, that just having uh, antibodies in your body, one could not assume that you had adequate protection uh, to continue on life in a pre-COVID-19 uh, way. There's too much uncertainty about uh, uh, about. Um, you know, the, the virus at this moment in time, uh, people don't know how, how, what the antibody load will be. They don't know how long the antibodies will last. And they don't know about the efficacy of the antibody in terms of neutralizing or protecting uh, from from the virus or indeed from future strains of the virus.
0: The study will test around 5000, which is not, not an enormous number of people. Will they be looking for volunteers on that? And are they very confident that that's a big enough number to give them very good results?
1: Yes, Deirdre. It's uh, it's an intrusive process because you're actually asking people to donate blood, uh, as it were, in order to uh, conduct the test. And they'll be asking people to do it uh, several times. So um, it will be voluntary. They will be looking for volunteers from the community. I actually don't think that they will have too much difficulty finding volunteers. It's a very strong tradition in Ireland of people uh, donating uh, blood. So it's it's an idea that won't offend too many people. And I think that people will have a curiosity as well. People who might have displayed mild symptoms but have uh, recovered since. Or people who might think that they had it uh, but didn't show any symptoms. I think there'll be a natural, innate curiosity amongst them, to find out whether or not they actually had it. Uh, And, you know, some people will also be looking for reassurance if they find out that they have antibodies. That will give them a level of personal reassurance. So I actually don't think that they will have too much difficulty in finding 5,000 volunteers. It's going to be in two geographic areas as yet unspecified. I presume that one of them might be Dublin because you're looking at the population base in Dublin and it's a place where uh, the uh, the virus was 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 very uh, uh, prevalent. And then they will get pick another area uh, where it was much less uh, prevalent. I think they will ramp up uh, the uh, survey, i.e. by uh, including more people. Uh, if it's found that the prevalence is lower than they anticipated, perhaps 5% or or less, uh, because that might uh, cause concern, as we were talking about earlier on, in relation to uh, the level uh, or the intensity of restrictions that might have to be uh, imposed. So I think there are contingency plans Uh, being prepared that in the event of a finding of of low prevalence, uh, they may uh, undertake uh, more widespread uh, testing uh, amongst a wider population.
0: Harry, thanks very much. My thanks to Declan Conlon who produced today's podcast and thanks for listening. Stay up to date with the latest developments at irishtimes.com We'll be back tomorrow.